Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. So Yunkin's new uh, day one game plan. Game plan for Yunkin. I like game plans. Terry McAuliffe and George Carlin. Yes, the comedian George Carlin have a lot in common with abortion. It's absurd. I'll share it with you. It's been going all over the internet, by the way. I'll update you as we go. And it's uh, the weekend of September 11th. And how that day changed the Lee Brothers. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the founding fathers intended. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth, we are the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Crank that up just a bit. Yeah, there you go. So, um, I'm alone again in the studio here on this uh, this pretty important weekend for the Lee Brothers. Richard is still in the hospital recovering. And uh, talk to him. Uh, he's frustrated to still be there and can't wait to get back here, as so many of you told me by email. So, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for caring about Richard and not for me. No, totally about the Lee brothers. I get it. Uh, miss, miss him greatly. He'll be back. Uh, and you can update him at Richard at the by simply emailing there and telling him you miss him. And, and we do. I am, uh, I, I'm absolutely so fired up about what happened this week with Joe Biden. I have never I can't recall, and I say never, I haven't listened to every speech every president's ever given in the history of mankind. I am somewhat knowledgeable of what some have said, and I truly believe what Joe Biden said this week is the most tyrannical overreach this country has ever seen. And it impacts lives directly and purposely and is the greatest example of how governments aren't your friend. Even when you think Biden's your buddy, it's not. We're going to talk about that in the next hour, so don't go anywhere for that. Coming up at the bottom of this hour, uh, we're going to talk about Yunkin's plan for to be governor. He's got this new uh, day one game plan. It involves cutting taxes. It involves less regulation. It involves the things that you want. Well, maybe not. I mean, after Biden's speech, maybe you want uh, a government to do all these things for you and now to you. So uh, that's coming up. But first, something amazing, uh, changed the Lee brothers' lives. And it, it was amazing only in the sense of how it impacted us. And it was very closely frustrating and difficult as we dealt with what happened on September 11th, 2001. When this state was when we were born, the Lee brothers were born on September 11th. And I'll explain in just a second. An airplane has hit the World Trade Center, and that's all we know. Today, we've had a national tragedy. American Airlines Flight 11 departed Boston for Los Angeles. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center. Our World Trade Center has been one of their missions. We heard a big bang. And now, if you join me in a moment of silence, thank you very much. May God bless the victims, their families, and America. Violence is spread worldwide, and there's families on the street. People running their hair on fire. People were jumping out of the World Trade Center. Jumping out because they don't know what to do. All we do is eliminate our 
reported that my brother John was the captain of American Airlines Flight 11, which was hijacked out of Logan Airport. I keep looking at the cornfield behind me, hoping that my brother comes walking on out. Planes that just began their lives like children. My children are only five and eight years old. I think mommy's still at work. If anyone sees her, please call us. Um, please look at the picture and call me. Thank you. Walk blindly to the light and reach out for his hand. Don't ask any questions and don't try to understand. just got in my car turned on the radio they were telling me a small plane had hit the World Trade Center in New York I thought that was odd No, that could not have been an accident was my first reaction drove to my office ran in, turned the TV on and by that time the second plane had hit the tower and I knew that we were under attack. I remember the emotions. I was so locked in and focused on the TV. My heart was pounding on my chest that it was an hour before I even moved. I remember running out to the other office and people were coming in. And I was saying, hey, uh, do you guys know what's going on? And no one did at that point. They all ran in my office and for another hour we stood there and in awe, just like you did on that September 11, 2001. Everyone immediately said, I got to get out of here. I got to go home. I got to find my kids. I've got to, I got to find the people I love. I, I, I wonder where everyone is. And the whole country went into, into a, a panic, not knowing what that is going to happen next. You heard all kinds of stories about different explosions all over in Northern Virginia, right here in Virginia, a plane hit the Pentagon. We thought planes could be coming everywhere. Actually, it was much later we heard that somebody, I don't know if this is ever true, but the Richmond has a Federal Reserve building, and I heard that was a target. That was never confirmed by anybody I could validate. That day didn't change just me and those people in the office. But I remember getting on the phone with Richard 
and we were so devastated that we lost 3,000 on that day, and we talked nearly every single day for weeks after. Weeks after. We couldn't get it off our mind. In fact, it turned our, 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 our suffering and our mourning turned to anger, and we thought, this can't, this can't end quick enough. Let's do something about it. And so we, we thought, man, there, there needs to be, we need to get on the radio somewhere. And I kid you not, it's exactly what happened. We got on the radio. Uh, we made an agreement with a small radio station here in Richmond, and that was uh, in 2003, I believe, February of 2003. If Richard is here to correct me and make sure the exact date we're, we're here. But, and that was the beginning of the Lee Brothers radio program. I'll never forget my son's reaction years and years later. He was very young when it happened, maybe four or five. And he was standing in front of the TV four or five years later, perhaps 9, 10, 11. And he actually saw the events on the anniversary of September 11th. And he, he looked at me and he said, Dad, did that really happen? And I remember trying to explain to him, yeah, it's, it, it, it really happened. He could not comprehend the level of evil that it would take for that to happen. Which makes me think about just a couple things. One is the September 10th America and you, and the September 12th America and you. The September 10th one had no idea that something bad could happen. You just didn't think that way. The September 12th was uniting time. I want to talk about more about September 11th. On that day, the plane did hit, a, hit the Pentagon. And coming up in 60 seconds, Dan Fowles, a U.S. Navy veteran, was there, and he's going to join us. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. Where were you when the world stopped turning? That September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke 
Rising against that blue sky. Been listening to this all day. Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor? Or did you just sit down? It's one of the best songs about the events of September 11th. The Lee brothers were born that horrid day as we became passionate about the cause of freedom and liberty about America. And um, even on our Facebook page, it says we were born that day. And uh, people sometimes get confused on what that means. There is a, a chance for you this weekend to do something. I mean, you don't have to sit there and just watch the TV. You can actually go to the Virginia War Memorial and, uh, and, wa- and see what they've got going on. The Commonwealth Patriot Day ceremony will be held then. And uh, at the Virginia War Memorial in Richmond, it's quite the event. It's quite the ceremony. They've got uh, all the pomp and circumstance, and I'm sure there won't be a dry eye in the place. I would highly recommend you go there. The keynote keynote address will be given by Dan Falls, a U.S. Navy veteran who barely escaped injury during the 9-11 attack on the Pentagon. He returned the next day to help assess the damage and the recovery efforts. I asked Dan Falls to join me, and I hope he's on. Dan, are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Dan, I don't know your complete story. Um, I, I saw the write-up uh, for the War Memorial, and uh, I wanted you to come on to give us an update about that day. And, you know, I, I was just before the break, I don't know that you heard this, but I was talking about my son who was very young on September uh, 11, 2001. I, he was, if I did the math, I think he was four. So now he's uh, okay. he's 24, and I... Uh, I remember when he was 10, watching the replay of this, he was so shocked that there would be that kind of evil on the planet. He was just blown away by it, and it gave me an opportunity to explain uh, the that evil really exists on the planet and needs to be defeated entirely. But I wanted you to come on and speak about what happened that day to you. You were working in the Pentagon. I was. Um, I remember that day as I remember every day uh, I used to have walk down to the building. It wasn't as accessible as it is today with all the metro access on the outside exterior and open parking areas. Uh, so we would park, uh, ironically, uh, just on the other side of the gate of a portion of Arlington Cemetery. So every morning started with a view of the headstones of those brave men and women and uh, would walk down the sidewalk. And as I would make my way uh, to my corridor, which I would access to get to my office. I remember it was a nearly full moon over the building. It was a clear early morning. Sun wasn't up yet, obviously. Um, but that that first wedge of the building was my direct view every commute in. And I remember looking at it, wondering, okay, another day. We had just come out of Labor Day holiday. Um, it was a busy week ahead. And I, you know, proceeded into uh, what was then a delivery area. We we didn't didn't have a de- we had a delivery facility that was just finished being built at the time to accept shipments and all all necessary items for the building to function. Um, previous to that, trucks would just access the building right into the courtyard area. As surreal as that seems today, um, but that was the Cold War era Pentagon. That western wedge, that first wedge, was a brand new wedge, newly constructed. Uh, we were just at that time, we being uh, Department of the Navy, I worked for the Chief of Naval Operations and the Secretary of the Navy, and um, we have, were in the process of moving some of our offices down to the new wedge uh, so that they could then 
leapfrog over to our wedge, which was wedge number two and right next to that one, um, and begin the reconstruction of that wedge. So I passed through my, my normal routine, uh, entered the courtyard, said hello to some familiar faces, uh, some fellow petty officers uh, that worked in the Naval uh, Command and Control. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Marvin Woods, who was a retired chief petty officer, who was one of my favorite people to walk up the stairs together uh, to make our way to the fourth the fourth deck of the building. Um, you know, he I was a young, impressionable second class, and Marvin would always, you know, give me those motivational pep talks about when he was in service. And, and I, at that time, let me give you a little background. I was at the point of contemplating reenlistment um, very, very seriously. I was a new father. Um, I, I had some opportunities on the outside. Um, it, although I loved what I did, I, you know, right. I, I think it's natural at that young age, right? So uh, Marvin and I, we made our way up. Uh, I wished him well. He wished me the same, and I made my way down to the office, checked in, put my items in my locker, which was my, my bag with my car keys and my cell phone and everything important. And I went off to a award ceremony that was at 08. Uh, one of my shipmates was departing, and we were holding a, what's customary as a, as a farewell, um, his uh, end of tour award, uh, which was great. It was pretty... Um, you know, static evolution every time. Um, a- after we left that, some of us went out into the main corridor, and um, that's when we heard chatter coming from the offices about a plane striking uh, the uh, North Tower of the World Trade Center. And having been a born and raised in New York City um, youth, I took a special interest, especially that my stepmom, who worked in One Liberty Plaza right next door to the South Tower. Um, so I didn't think anything of it initially. I thought it was an unfortunate accident. A lot of us did. Uh, so we went about our business. I had a meeting at 9.15 with an admiral that I was looking to go join his um, his staff, potentially, had I decided to reenlist. And I was carrying my personnel record. Now everything's electronic. But back then, we still had them in round folders, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything about your your career. Uh, and I was making my way down, um, and which he had moved his office into Wedge 1. Um, so I got down there, and uh, when I got down there, it's, it's quite a walk. It's, I don't know if you've ever been into the Pentagon or not, but it is literally the largest office building in the world, I believe. Right. Um so I got down there and I was interrupted that um, my meeting would be canceled. Something's come up. Um, okay. That's not unusual. Uh, it's very common. And so I, I very well, I made my way back down the corridor and that's when I started to see a lot of activity coming from offices as I was passing. Uh, people were frantically moving about. I heard discussions about, you know, get the Naval command control, uh, up to speed, just for um, your knowledge and anyone else's, uh, that facility exists on the main level of the building um, and unfortunately at Wedge 1. Um, that's also where we had a, a other intelligence plots, you know, for um, Defense Intelligence Agency, for OSD, Office of the Secretary of Defense. So it was a joint, it was a joint area. Uh, so naturally that, that would be where a lot of the attention was focused to try to figure out what was going on. Uh, then the South Tower was hit. I actually didn't 
um, hear about the South Tower because instead of going back to the office, I went down in, in between wedges. There are little smoking areas, and uh, I was going to go down to smoke a cigarette and decided, you know what, I need to get a cup of coffee. So I have some time, so I'm going to go up. So I made my way back up, and where the wedges come together at the centermost ring, there used to be a company called Airmark, and they provided these little cafe areas where yep. you could just go and grab something to eat or something to drink. And so I was there between um, Wedge 1 and Wedge 2, and I went to grab some coffee. And I grabbed my coffee and chatted with a few people I knew, and we were trying speculating on what was happening. Obviously, we were all concerned, but we weren't at all, you know, expecting what was to come. Um, I made my way back down um, about 8.35 or so. And as I'm making the transit from wedge one into wedge two, everything shook. Uh, I remember just a loud bang. My ears rang. I looked forward. I saw people running out of their offices. Um, and I heard, I heard a loud explosion, obviously, that continued to ring in my ears. And I quickly, I don't know if it was out of shock or just uh, trained reaction. Um, behavior, but I, I looked forward and I looked back and I knew the remote delivery facility was in our vicinity. So my first instinct was, okay, that was unnatural. My first thought was it was a truck bomb or somebody drove into the building. And uh, so I made my way back to my office in haste. I got back down there. By that time, everybody was scrambling out of the offices. They were ushering out um, our, our head top military top Navy department and Marine Corps personnel, which were all in that direct corridor. Um, and I rushed past and I, I was told by my director, uh, okay, let's go. We're, we're heading out. Use your egress route. At the time, our egress route would have taken us right into the impact zone. So we had to figure out how to redirect our, our escape. Dan, and, let, me, let me interrupt you real quick. We have just, we just have minutes remaining yeah. here and I want to make sure that our, we can get as much as we can in. We're talking with Dan Falls. He is a U.S. Navy veteran who was in the Pentagon explaining what happened. When did you realize it was an airplane? I realized it was an airplane when we exited the building. We were hearing chatter as people were frantically uh, leaving the building. Um, there was, oh, oh, my God, it was a plane. It was a plane. And a lot of us were like, there's no way. There's no way. And once I got out of the building, um, the smoke was was right there. I mean, the column of smoke, you couldn't miss it. And I, I, my uh, dominant um, skill in the Navy was aircraft carriers. So I'm very familiar with jet fuel. I'm familiar with <laughs> what that smells like. And unfortunately, oh. I picked that up right away. And my senses told me that's jet fuel. And the column was the same as if you had seen a downed aircraft or something uh, fuel laden had, had exploded. And uh, sure enough, as we made our way towards 395 and into Pentagon City, that was our egress route away from the building, um, we stopped and looked back and you could just see the hole, the fire, the smoke, everybody rushing out of the building. Is there, uh, is there, real. Dan, it's just, I can't imagine going through that personally like you did. In the remaining seconds here, and we have just like 20 seconds, what, what do you want people to okay. know from what happened that day? What would you want them to know mostly? I want them to know mostly that um, 
anything can happen in the blink of an eye. Anything can happen in a moment. It's to always be ready, uh, to always have a plan in place, not for, just for them, but for their loved ones. And that can be anything from, you know, a financial plan or have, a, you know, some kind of escape plan to get out of a situation or a circumstance. It happens to people all over the world all the time, you know, unfortunate circumstances. But we often forget in our daily routines that we have those that we love. We have those that love us. God bless and, you. And uh, always, yeah. always remember and always take a moment and remember not just your first responders, but also that that frontline first response force is that u.s military so say thank you and give that gratitude to those in uniform dan thank you thank you so much that's dan falls u.s navy veteran go see him with the virginia war memorial it'd be worth your time thank you for your service and what happened there on that day more on this as we get to the radio show but coming up yunkin's day one game plan that's next leebrothers.com leebrothers.com Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. You're right. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yeah. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, (laughs) sometimes my far left is Richard Lee, who's not here. Richard Lee is uh, recovering from that accident, and uh, we still covet your prayers for him. You can send him an email at richard at theleebrothers.com, richard at theleebrothers.com. All right, I want to get back to the September 11th uh, story. That guy was amazing in the Pentagon. I wish we could have more time to spend with him. And I also want to talk about what September 10th was like in 2001 and what that is. So we'll get to that uh, throughout the show as time uh, allows, which it so far hasn't allowed for much. Hey, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There you got some great videos um, talking about uh, John Locke on gun miss, which is phenomenal. The left's wild exaggeration of COVID. All those videos are at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. We are smack dab in the middle of an election year, and you may not even know it, and you should be ashamed of yourself. No, I mean, it's hard, right? I mean, you got a life to live. I got a party I got to go tonight, Scott Lee. I can't worry about an election that's going on, but it's mighty. It's mighty big. In fact, it's this bellwether state, the Commonwealth of Virginia. It was the bellwether for the founding of the country, too. But Yunkin is our uh, man. Glenn Yunkin is the guy we want to win the, for the governor's race against uh, TMAC. We call him that here, belovedly, by the way, TMAC. Um, but he's got a new plan. It's a day one game plan to help me diagnose it and dissect it is the state Senator Savon Donovan. She is uh, outside and outskirts of Richmond. She's on with us now, I believe. I am. Thank you. Thanks for being on. We appreciate this. I, you know, as many times as I've heard your name, I don't think you've ever been on our program, and that's a shame, quite frankly. I know. I was, I'm upset by it as well, but we can <laughs> correct that and make sure it never happens again. <laughs> right. I'm sure you're <laughs> upset over it. Anyway, so listen, I, think, I truly think there are – this election's about three things in my mind. It's about crime. 
It's about COVID. And it's about the economy. And those three things is what I think uh, Glenn Youngkin ought to be screaming from the rooftop. Does this day one game plan include those three things? It does. It includes those three things in a lot of ways um, by, you know, there's, we can talk about this a lot, but there are philosophical differences between how Democrats think they can help the economy blossom and how Republicans do. And Republicans believe in the power of people to make great opportunities in industry and businesses. So this includes tax cuts. Um, the grocery tax is going away. It's, it's looking at tax holiday for small businesses. It's looking at, you know, we in the state of Virginia have one of the lowest individual deductions um, or double deductions for your state taxes of any state surrounding us. All the other states around us have twice the individual deduction we do. Glenn's going to fix that and double it. So there's a lot of ways that he is going to start the economy humming by making sure people have access to um, money that will help them have capital to do that. The second thing is, is that he's going to make sure our educational system, you know, workforce equals education. And we have a lot of catching up to do after COVID to make sure that education can thrive. I will tell you just as an example, he has a plan to start 20 innovative magnet schools. I'm sure you've heard of Thomas Jefferson up in Northern Virginia. It's a magnet school, right? It is a public magnet school for Virginia. It's the number one high school in the entire country. This year, our governor um, actually, and and the Democrats in in the legislature, passed a budget that included $500 million to the K-12 school education system to hold them harmless for all of the lost enrollment they had. So all those people who paid for their kids to go to private school or came up with pods or something else and weren't enrolled with K-12, they got paid for those kids anyway. So all the rest of us had financial sacrifices associated with COVID, but not K-12. And the, the, the frustrating part about that is that would have built, that $500 million could have built five Thomas Jeffersons all across Virginia. And, and in my opinion, yeah, this school, go ahead. If I might interrupt you, I just remember the debate over Thomas Jefferson and the admissions process and how they wanted to change that to be not so much merit-based, which I thought was repulsive. It, it was. And the other thing about it was I sat in that committee room and heard them argue about this and quotas and, and everything else. And I said, I don't understand. If we have this many kids in Virginia that can compete and fill those slots and perform and have the opportunities that those slots beget, why don't we have more slots? We're picking winners and losers in 12-year-olds, Scott. Right. It's, that, it's unbelievable. I, I, I think this, quite frankly, Senator, is uh, the, the civil rights debate of our time. The school systems are a mess. We need more choice. We need more options. We need more freedom, quite frankly. We have freedom in everything else. No one tells you that you have to shop in this grocery store because it's in your district. We would be appalled by that, but somehow we allow that to be the case with schools. It's true, and I'll tell you what else. It's a form of segregation. Right. There's a report out of VCU that says um, zip code-based schools are the new segregation. And to me, I think of sending, I'm an OBGYN in my real life, I think of sending a baby home and maybe his mom needs help with housing. 
So the, the help that she gets with housing is that she has to live in a dangerous area um, with the least amount of opportunity for healthy food, education, um, and, and a job opportunity. But it means her kid has to go to the worst schools we have. And that is a social determinant of success and health. If you have a good education in America, you can do anything with those tax dollars Glenn, Glenn um, Youngkin is going to let you keep. Well, that but is, if you don't have is. a good education, predestined. You don't have a chance. That, that's exactly and we right. are predestining kids. That's exactly what we're doing. And that's why I think there's such a radical difference between a Terry McAuliffe who loves unions and the teachers union, the VEA and all the rest of them. And Duncan, who says, look, I trust parents and, and, and I trust not only parents to make decisions for kids, but I trust the individual to make not just school decisions, but healthcare decisions after Biden's speech this week, which I find the most repulsive speeches I've ever heard of a president and I'm, and I'm only 51. I haven't heard them all. But uh, that was pretty bad. I would think Youngkin should jump on this and go, you know what? I'm going to err on the side of parents and, and individuals and liberty and freedom. And he ha- he does. I mean, that's exactly the message that he sends. You know, he has a very balanced, intellectual, thoughtful message. He, You know, if he wants to talk about COVID and we're talking about Biden, he'll say, look, let me tell you why the vaccine is a good decision to make, and I hope you will get it. But I'm not going to decide for you. You know, I can tell you as a doctor, patients have a bill of rights. There's a patient's bill of rights. And they have the right to decline any intervention. And so can we work to um, engage people and to, um, you know, unwind some of the mistruths about things and seek a resolution that we all participate in but we have the freedom of choice in that, that's what Glenn's talking about. And he's getting completely misrepresented and, you know, TMAC gets away with it. Of course, of course. And, but and he is saying it. You just don't hear it because the press, except for people like you, don't give him, you know, a, a horn to blow. Right, they just right. don't even talk about him. Yeah. And, and you're right. And it's, it's extremely frustrating. But that's what we have with our current media and, uh, and big government all helping out Terry McAuliffe. The, the one issue that he wants to talk about, Terry McAuliffe and the media want to talk about abortion. They want to make this whole race about something happened in Texas, and they're going to put all the emphasis. I don't think this is about this at all. In fact, I think most people are going to say, look, Terry McAuliffe fired the entire parole board so he could let people out of, out of prison. Uh, that should be the debate, not abortion. You don't think it's going to go that way, do you, or do you? I totally believe that the Democrats and, and Terry will do everything they can to elicit the emotion, to flip the emotional switch right. um, that um, the threat of abortion and reproductive rights has created. This has been a very um, clever movement to somehow ingrain this in people that this conversation is, um, is so evocative, you know, really. And, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, I, I honestly can't get over it. I, I'm an OBGYN. Right. I'm a pro-life OBGYN. And I look at where we are and with what we've legislated and where we are with, you know, principle. Do you know that nowhere in Europe can you get an elective abortion after 12 weeks? But in Virginia, you can get an abortion until the baby cries. That, that's, the baby that, well, is just set to, aside. Thanks to Tran and Northam. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so that we are so that it is so ludicrous of where we are 
in, in this conversation, but they will use that to flip switches and people who get their news on Facebook. I've had people post it on my Facebook that that's their sentinel issue and that they're already infuriated. So yeah, they're, they're going to use that because they don't really care. Let me, let me tell you something else about, about Glenn Youngkin and about what I've experienced as the state. I've, I've raised four kids. I have to run a business. We've had another business. The state of Virginia is the most misadministrated organization you could ever conceive of. And there are wonderful people that work for the state, but the guidance and the leadership that they've gotten, just like we've seen the guidance and leadership he gave, gave to the school boards, it is so, so erratic, haphazard, and ineffective in actually providing the services to help people succeed, education, every single thing. Look, just look at unemployment, a big Democrat issue, right? Right. We're 50 out of 50 states. We couldn't even manage. There's so much fraud, hundreds of, of thousands of dollars that we already know, and there's probably more that have gone to people who don't need it. And people who really do need it can't even get somebody to talk to on the phone or in person. Right. I had somebody go to the, go to the unemployment office. They went in there after waiting like two hours. They were sent to a desk and told to call somebody from a desk at DEC. That's <laughs> unbelievable. And wait, 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 wait. Can, yeah. this same, can this same government still run my health care? I, I just want to know. It's the same. Oh, way. well, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> well, you don't really need to make any decisions, right? right? Because right. they're going to decide for you. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't want I mean, to it just depends on what you want. Right. <laughs> well, look, uh, I appreciate your time here. Thank you very much. And uh, the day one game plan for Young, can you find out his website? Thanks for your time, State Senator. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. That is State Senator Savon Donovan. She is a, as Richard would say if he was here, a truly great American. And I know she'll continue to fight those battles. All right, coming up, uh, more about this abortion. T-Mac said a couple years ago, abortion at any level, I'm on it, not a problem. I want it. Really? And what's uh, George Carlin? What's this going around the, uh, uh, the uh, internet about? Why is George Carlin saying conservatives suck and they're being played against... Uh, I, I got to share this with you. This would be very interesting uh, how we tie the two together, like at the hip. Anyway, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. 
people say We don't need this war But I say there's some things Worth fighting for There are September 11th weekend here as we uh, look back. I look forward to sharing uh, more with you throughout the show. I, I hope we have time to talk more about what September 10th looked like versus September 12th. You know, I'm taking this uh, the C.S. Lewis uh, online course, and uh, it's by Hillsdale College. It's a, it's about C.S. Lewis and his impact on our culture. He might be one of the biggest apologists of the 20th century in my lifetime uh, ever for the Christian faith and his conversions are unbelievable, and I'm telling you, if you're not reading anything by C.S. Lewis, you should. The guy was amazing, but it relates to the impact of September 10th. You see, September 10th, 2001, we really didn't have a, a grasp of how quickly our lives could change. I mean, we were living, I mean, think about it. We had 20-some years, many more years of, of peace, not an issue. In fact, it was a beautiful day that day. No one really thinks that they're going to wake up one morning and something tragic could happen to their life. It, it could take their life. I don't think we, and I say we encompassing Americans, think about that. I don't think we put thought into life and death. C.S. Lewis did. He lived through World War II. He was a veteran himself. He knew that any minute life could be snuffed out. And what does that mean to you? September 10th, no one thought about that. No one was thinking I'll get on a plane and not make it home. No one was thinking anything about how I could actually lose my life or the life of a loved one. C.S. Lewis tells us about that. It's so incredible to think about the big picture of things, the eternal picture. And C.S. Lewis was September 11th, really. September 10th, we had no knowledge of that. And so it was, it was interesting explaining that aspect to my boys as they grew up and watched the events unfold of the anniversaries of September 11th for the last 20 years. And I think it gives you an opportunity to talk about real issues that matter. As Dad used to say all the time, there's things that matter and things that don't. Focus on the things that do. C.S. Lewis did that, and I trust that you do that on this September 11th weekend. Speaking of life, the pro-life position has been labeled radical, and I've never understood it. I cannot fathom for the life of me why the simple default should be on the side of life. I mean, now we got a whole state saying, if you hear a heartbeat, you can't kill it. And we got people objecting to that. I mean, this is not hard, people. It's not. It actually makes you wonder, what is really going on in the hearts of America? What happened to our culture? Isn't that, you don't drive by a car accident and think, I'm not going to get out and see if that person needs help. You don't drive by and go, ah, they're just they're dead. Don't worry about it. No, you err on the side of life. You stop the car. You get out. You run down. I hope I can save this life. Not an abortion question. Not at all. Now we err on the side of death. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Seems so odd to me. T-Mac, who is killing Yunkin over being pro-life, makes it seem like he's some sort of radical. Like if he wanted to protect life, he's evil. T-Mac was asked about his... Uh, abortion positions by Chris Matthews. Uh, I think it was in 2000, maybe maybe later. Here's what he said. Are you for abortion uh, rights all the way, to, all the yes. way down the line? You're a total pro-choice party. Uh-huh. No matter what. Total pro-choice. No matter till the very end. Now, what's radical? Somebody that wants to kill the baby crying, like State Senator Donovan said? Or 
someone who says, look, let's try to uphold life and let's pick the point. You know, if it's got a heartbeat, it seems to make sense to me. If you stop the heartbeat, you stop life. That's not too hard to figure out. That's TMAC. That's the radical TMAC that we're hearing. So he's taken his position and say, I'm superior to Yunkin because I want to kill babies. Yunkin's the crazy man. He doesn't want you. He wants you to actually, I don't know, have babies for a while. I mean, if you're pregnant, go through with it. I don't want them punished with a baby. Oh, I forgot. That's Obama saying punished with a baby. All the mothers out there, you're being punished. It's the most ridiculous statement, isn't it? I don't want them punished <laughs> with a baby. It's absurd. You almost want to laugh at it and go, that can't be true. Here's, uh, here's uh, the arguments on the pro-choice side. Now, these have been going all over the internet. Ever since Texas hit, all the little uh, YouTube clips, video, Facebook, TikTok, all these videos, the left has come together, and, and they're sending two out. Uh, one is this uh, AOC, the congressman from New York, uh, uh, Cortez, who said uh, that there's more than menstruating. Men menstruate, too, and have babies. It's the most ludicrous. But they're sending out this George Carlin video and I want to play the George Carlin first because as I was watching the comments of the George Carlin the people are sending us that liberals are sending these to conservatives see you conservatives suck listen to George Carlin's argument boy these conservatives are really something aren't they they're all in favor of the unborn they will do anything for the unborn but once you're born you're on your own Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with a fetus from conception to nine months. Obsessed? How dare you be obsessed? Us conservatives, we're obsessed with the fetus. It's a baby, but, you know, we're obsessed with it being born. That's a weird obsession. Anyway. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no Head Start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fine. Hmm. It's interesting. So conservatives think that government shouldn't get in the lives of people and hand them all the things that George Carlin just listed. So we're bad. So we want the baby born, and apparently we don't want government to ever help them. So the answer is kill them, I guess. I don't know. This is the most incredible argument. Now, this has been going on over the internet, and people are all over it. They're like, oh, this is that's great. I mean, listen, we're refuting you conservatives because once you, all you care about is when they're born or until they get born, then you want to run away from them. Actually, if you knew the conservative philosophy, you'd understand all of it, but you don't understand. The air on the side of life because it's God-given. You have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You don't have a right to a government handout paid by others. Every one of the things that George Collin listed is paid for by your neighbor. Conservatives don't want that. Does that mean that we want people to be on their own, starving in the streets? Of course not. Conservatives are the biggest charity givers over liberals tenfold. Conservatives believe in the, in the idea of churches, neighborhoods, communities, families, friends, helping people. We don't want people to starve and die on the street, but actually we do believe you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which AOC doesn't even believe in bootstraps. Remember when she said that a couple years ago? All right, quick break. We'll try to get to AOC's comments also and uh, refute those like we just crushed George Cullen. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. The question isn't who is going to let us. The question is who is going to stop us. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. 
MyPills2Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. MyPills2Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers. Great song. It's one of the best coming from September 11th. And it was a, uh, this song was actually uh, part of our Patriot Radio segment. It's a good song. Toby Keith rocked. The interesting thing about September 11th is uh, before September 11th, I, I hated country music. I never listened to it at all. And then I realized it's radically pro-America, and I'm a huge fan of America. Forgive me. All right, so um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, said this about the abortion law in Texas. We know that anti-choice bills are not about being pro-life. Isn't it funny, the anti-choice bills? It's funny how they talk about choice, and then Biden came out this week and said, it's your body, my choice. <laughs> so, wait a minute, it's only, it only matters on certain things, right? It doesn't matter. Here we go. Because if they were about being pro-life, then the Republican Party would support, frankly, an agenda that helps guaranteed health care, that helps ensure that people who do give birth that don't have the resources we do. Uh, to care for a child. It's called Crisis Pregnancy Center. Is this woman stupid? Yes, she's as dumb as a box of rocks. A big box, lots of rocks. That's how dumb she is. I mean, this is ridiculous. I guess you can't be pro-life if once they're born, you walk away. You could still be pro-life and walk away. Why wouldn't you let them born? So you got to kill them if I walk away. Oh, I see. So either I got to give them all the government things when they're born or I got to put them to death. That's the Democrats' point of view. Can have that care for a child. So we know that none of this is about life. None of this is about supporting life. Of course not. What this is about is controlling women's bodies. I got it! Uh, The whole time, little old me outside the capital of Commonwealth, I want to control women's bodies. And you don't, right? You don't want to control women's or men's bodies and what they put in them? Of course you do. You're the biggest Nazi tyrannical types. Pro-life people aren't. They don't care about the women's body. It's a heartbeat. They tend to care that way. Quit demagoguing this. You people are disgusting how you make it seem so evil to be pro-life. I mean, obviously, there's crisis pregnancy centers, and there are people in real crises. And what happens? Well, there are crisis pregnancy centers and other options to help people deal with that. Demagogue the, the, the pro-lifers. Pro-lifers! You're only pro-life until they're born. <laughs> then we want them dead. Yeah, whatever. Coming up, the most amazing, tyrannical biomedical reach we've ever had in the history of our country we warned you it is scary scary stuff it's joe biden's speech we'll tear it down word by word the lee brothers.com the lee brothers.com
Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. That's embarrassing. It, uh, Virginia, I'm embarrassed. Did you see what Ralph Northam put in this new Artifacts time capsule? What a bunch of woke crap. I'm embarrassed for the Commonwealth. The Constitution has harmful content. Yep, if you go to the National Archive website, it has harmful content as you read the Constitution. I, oh, wow. But our country, I'm a little concerned. Just a little. And should you fear and hate the unvaccinated or the government that tells you how to be mandated and tells you who to hate? I mean, that is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia. We are the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, friend, and brother, miss him greatly. Richard Lee is not here. The title is Hatter still sitting in the chair if you're watching us on our Facebook and YouTube if they've let us back on. I don't know if YouTube has. Don't tell Facebook. They may not let us on either. So he'll be back uh, soon. He's uh, trying to recover from those broken rib accidents that happened a couple weeks ago. It's, it's been devastating for him, so prayers for Richard as we um, hope he'll come back uh, quickly. So... Um, Biden said, apparently, I missed this, your body, my choice. <laughs> That's actually a Babylon B uh, comment, which I thought was great. Babylon B is awesome. You should check it out. Uh, we're going to try to get to this uh, insane new artifacts of Ralph Northam's time capsule. It's embarrassing. Get ripped down the Lee Monument, then put a new time capsule, and it's full of a bunch of pure garbage. I, I, I can't imagine someone to open up 100 years and reading that and going, well, that's what happened to America. And who's this Ralph Northam guy? <laughs> That's right. Um, listen, I, I watched the speech. I watched every second of Joe Biden's uh, speech. I, I, don't, I didn't think in my lifetime I would ever hear the blatant hate, hatefulness for the individual for the sake of the collective. Now, in, if you thought that's a good idea, if you think the individual is good for the sake of the collective, you need to be a Marxist, a communist. The idea of the founding of the country was individualism, that you don't sacrifice some individuals for the, for, for the good. And this is the exact opposite. Never have I heard anything like this. And it was depressing and scary, and I, I can't believe there isn't a universal outrage in our country today. Fear your neighbor. Fear the unvaccinated. Not the government that has the power to mandate your life or the government that has the power to tell you who to fear. Imagine a government saying, these people suck right here. That's what happened. The President of the United States dropped, took essentially, what do we have, 170 million vaccinated, took the rest of you and said, these, are, these people are the enemy. They're the terrorists. That was said from the podium of the President of the United States, and no one seems to think that's a problem. Where has this happened in history? Have we ever had a government despise a certain group of people and essentially rally the others to hate them? Think about it. I think that ended up in some mass killings. Don't worry. Get on the train on the way to the shower. We now have a government that has said, they're the bad guys. They pointed out some 100 million people and said, they're the bad ones. Because they personally chose something, make a personal decision, you now have a tyrannical government, a tyrannical leader who is rallying your neighbor against you, and we're told to fear the unvaccinated as you're vaccinated. 
told to fear. We are told in this country time and time again to fear the wrong things. All from the media and the elite government. You need to fear your employer. He's hurting you. You need to fear big um, uh, pharma. You need to fear everybody. But you need to embrace government. Embrace big government. We're here to help you. No, trust the government. And it's amazing to me as Americans that we do that. We can look at the lessons of humanity and see that government is usually the threat to, to people. It's not your neighbor. It's governments. Governments have killed millions and millions of people, not the unvaccinated, governments. And we just had a government stand up and say, your neighbor's the enemy. No one seems to object to that. I think we discovered the end game. We discovered the complete compliance to all government says and asks. Complete compliance. I think we have TMAC actually saying that somewhere. Of course, we're not going door to door, right. but you make life difficult. You make life difficult. So TMAC running for governor here in Virginia and Biden. Make life, you will comply. That's the new end game for COVID. We discovered it. You will comply or we'll take everything away from you. COVID's that serious, Scott. We have to call off freedom and liberty. It's done. Until we get our hands around COVID, dang it, somehow we missed that, the founding fathers. You mean this, docu- this document called the Constitution and the Declaration were only if things were good? Then we could put government in charge of our lives? You mean George Washington missed it too during the Revolutionary War when the smallpox ravaged his, his uh, 12,000 troops around Boston and killed a third and others went blind because of smallpox? Did Washington go, that's it, we can't fight this Revolutionary War, it's over. Quarantine everybody, including the healthy. No. Because it's asinine and stupid. Instead, he quarantined the sick and moved on. Biden, essentially this week, just started a war with you and your neighbor. He said you hate the unvaccinated, hate them. They're the, white, they're the reasons we're in this mess, which is so incredibly ridiculous. As if we can vaccinate everybody and it goes away. And by the way, we can't vaccinate everybody because people 12 and under can't get vaccinated and will never, ever have 100% compliance to the vaccination. So guess what? It's all folly. It's all ridiculous. It's never going to happen. And so Biden's little perfect world, which, by the way, told us in July that we only needed 70% vaccinated. Now we need 100? 70 was, was, life was peachy. And I'm supposed to believe this guy? Biden starts a war. Hate your neighbor. They're unvaccinated. If you find someone that's unvaccinated, hate them. Don't hire them. Make life miserable for them. Destroy them in every way possible. What do you think the reaction to that is? Seriously, think about this. If you've got a government that is going to restrict people's freedom and destroy their lives if they don't take a shot that they disagree on, for whatever reason, if you disagree with it, even if you think they should take the shot, they have the right to say no. And if they say no... You will destroy. What do you think the consequences of that are? You think people are going to go softly into the night and say, destroy my life, that's fine. There can't be a bigger definition of tyranny than this. And you will have people do crazy things if you interact with their lives. I'm telling you, we don't know the consequences of this. There are people out there who are radically against this. You're going to take away their employment? You're going to take away their livelihood? You're not going to go into grocery stores and eat? We've never quarantined healthy people, ever. This government is a risk now to freedom like never before. Let me read you from you for you from the Federalist this week. I thought this was outstanding. This was um, 
I don't have the author's name here. This is this is wrong. But it's it's called attack. The, here's the name of the, the the title of it: The Federalist. The 9/11 attacks have proved less of a threat to America than the left. Wow. In 20 years since the attacks, America's own totalitarian left has proven to be more dangerous and committed the enemy of the United States than the distant jihadists, and that is true. It's about total federal control over what the administrative state has come to view as its subjects, not citizens, and, and whom it must answer. In the tyrannical worldview of Biden and his advisors, nothing can stand in the way of government coercion, not even federalism. Quoting Biden, if these governors won't help, I will use my powers as president to get them out of the way. When a regime uses the power of the state to compel major corporations to enforce its mandates and enact its agenda, that is the textbook definition of fascism. America, wake up. I don't care if you're for the vaccination. Fine, I'm for the vaccination. People I love have been vaccinated, and for good reason. Go get vaccinated. But if you don't want to, how dare the government say, that's it, you're getting vaccinated. Biden's taken this way too far, and it will be a battle in this country. And I'm scared, quite frankly. I'm scared of what this means. I'm, I don't know if I'm more fearful of the people not ability to see it because they think it's under safe. By the way, we'll get to that in a second, why people would be for it. Or the fact that the, this guy's so confident, he can stand up there and say this. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you So protecting yourself is now have to be mandated by the government. You don't you understand you could die from COVID if you don't do this. And I'm going to make sure you get forced into taking the vaccination. How about that clip, by the way? How about that? This is not about freedom or personal choice. You imagine something more offensive than that? Who applauded this? Who applauds these things? How could I be the president of the United States of America? I have no freaking clue, by the way, how you could be president of the United States. Get vaccinated. You're, you're creepy. Listen to that. Get vaccinated. Just a creepy guy. But this takes the cake. This is the most unbelievable quote I've ever heard. This is not about freedom or personal choice. No, it's not. Because he's a tyrant. He knows better than you. What do you, what do you think you are? You think you're in charge of your life? You think you can have your own health care? You think you can do these things? You can't. Thank God Biden is there. And thank God he is control of the government. See how people say all the time, oh, Scott, this stuff never happens. The government's not tyrannical. They're not going to do things. To-. This is the biggest example. Then to impose his government on corporations to force it because he can't grab you by the arm. And go door to door, like he said. And oft times, door to door, literally knocking on doors. Yeah, well, that's the welcome to the new America. Coming up, I'm going to play the clips of this attacking the citizens of America. And what is this protect others rant? What does that even mean? More in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5 Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. 
gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. It's criminal. This is exactly what the founding fathers feared. And I, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I am serious. I can't believe America has allowed for this speech to just go through and the media is all over it, sucking it up. It's just, it's outrageous what is going on right now. The President of the United States stood up and said, you got to hate them. It's us versus them. You know, us. You're with us, right? The big government that can control every aspect of your life, mandate everything. Biden got up there and said, fear your neighbor. Don't fear the government. Don't fear me. Of course, I can change your whole world mandate. And see, those who are for the vaccination right now don't even realize that one second Biden could flip and be against something you want. Because, see, you like this powerful government to go force mandate people, force the government to do things that you don't want. I mean, that you think someone else should do until it's turned for you. And it will, by the way. Eventually, it all turns. Eventually, someone's going to have power to do things to you don't like. You can stand up right now and cheer the fact that Biden's going to destroy the unvaxxed because he's been he's impatient with them. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Unbelievable. And your refusal has cost all of us. Oh, it has not. So please do the right thing. Please, or I will destroy you. I love how he says it like that. Please do the right thing or I will destroy you. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated. Why? You're vaccinated. What do you mean you're frustrated? You're not frustrated. By the way, I've never met anyone that's vaccinated who's frustrated with the unvaccinated. I mean, they may ask, why don't they get vaccinated? But they're not like, I'm frustrated with them, I hate them. In fact, America tends to be very open on this. They're not bullies like Biden. They're like, I don't want to get vaccinated, you don't have to. I got vaccinated for these reasons, but you don't have to. But see, the left wants you to look at everyone as a virus. They're the enemy. Biden has just set the framework for some of the worst possible things that can happen. And even it goes further. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. <laughs> and what is that? I love when a dictator stands up and goes, most of you do the right thing. Well, that's cute of you. Most of you are doing the right thing. But those that aren't, there's hell to pay. We're going to get you. Oh, no, no, no. You're not doing the right thing. Most of you are doing the right thing. But no, no, no. It's not enough. Not enough. This, see, it's not acceptable. You're not, not everyone's doing the right thing. And until you're doing my, what I think is the right thing, you will be punished. I will come get you. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, where does this leave us? Well, it leaves us with a whole list of tacking the unvaccinated. Here it goes. We cannot let unvaccinated do this progress. Undo it. Turn it back. Wow. So tonight, I'm announcing additional steps to strengthen our economic recovery. Wow. That is unbelievable. 
Now, and of course, then you had this line. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I love how he says it like that. The unvaccinated. Get vaccinated. He's so creepy. Um, if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, then it's not a pandemic anymore. So you have a survival rate of 99.5% on the COVID. So 80 million people, if they all got COVID tomorrow, which by the way, Joe Biden completely forgets that a lot of these people already have COVID. They're immune to COVID. Forget that. That doesn't matter. So they're not. All the unvaccinated aren't some kind of disease walking around infecting people and killing them, especially with a survival rate like that. But if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, then why the vaccinated even worry about it? Don't worry about it. They're all going to die, right? 80 million people are going to be dead. You're better off. The smart ones who took the vaccinations will all live. Let the unvaccinated die. Let them die. In fact, we have some people now saying you can't even get them. You shouldn't even take care of them in the hospital. We got comedians. We got Joy Behar on The View saying, let them die. Don't even take care of them. We are a sick country. Something has happened to us, and I, I, I can't even explain how bad it is. But here's what's even more interesting. Is what Biden contradicted himself the whole time. Here, here's what he said. Listen to this line. This is outrageous. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. We're going to protect vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Now, I can't, um, I can't, I can't handle this. This is the, the amount of strife that he's infusion into our country is disgusting. As if there is some mess. We've been living together for a year and a half with COVID. And now we're told that the unvaccinated are killing the vaccinated. Is that, is that what he said here? We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. Okay, that's interesting because later in the speech, he said something really uh, kind of contradictory to that. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. What? Wait, 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 that's not right. Joe just said that the unvaccinated are a threat to the vaccinated. That can't, that can't be true. Which one is it, Joe? Oh, I'm supposed to trust you. I'm supposed to just blindly follow the government into, into uh, trusting you. Yeah, I'll trust you. I, I completely think that Joe Biden, the CDC, the NIH, Fauci, and the left have my interest at heart. We've already discussed this. They don't have the individual interest at heart. They will kill you in a second for the collective. It is about the collective. That is who the left is. All right, coming up, I'll take a quick break here and get us time on the back end to explain why would the left go along with this? Some truly believe there is health at risk. Is there? And two things, if there really is health at risk, what would be the proper reaction? Would it still be Joe Biden's? And if there's not really a health risk, then this is total crap. That in 60 seconds, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo 5-0. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 
bourbonbowl.com. 420-Bourbon-Bowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Simple facts, persuasive arguments, and common sense, like Thomas Paine, the Lee brother. So you wonder, it's so obvious to me, it's so obvious to you, that Joe Biden's rant was about tyranny. It wasn't about freedom, it's not about liberty anymore, these things are dead. It has nothing to do with that. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. So it's not about those things. Not about freedom and liberty. Forget that. By the way, COVID is a cancellation of freedom and liberty. Has to be. And by the way, thank God Fauci and Biden are there. I mean, you imagine if Trump was still there? God, we'd all be dead. Um, but why does the left go along with this? What, what some truly believe that the unvaccinated are killing people. Now, this has never been the thought process, ever. In fact, there was a very beginning of this when we start when we first got the vaccination. We were told seventy percent was the goal in July, and that we get one hundred percent back to normal. Not true. That's not even close. So now we are told the the vaccination would be the answer, and that's not now because we got booster shots. And of course, they're going to force booster shots too. So you you see the next step of this, right? It's it's if that's being mandated, then bonus or booster shots have to be mandated. The truth is we cannot vaccinate our way out of this. We know this now because the vaccination doesn't eradicate it. If it did, people who are vaccinated wouldn't get it. So we know that's not the answer. We know that's not the answer. We can't get 100% vaccinated. There's something more at work here, and it's so blatantly obvious. You can't vaccinate people 12 and under. So it's going to be there. So you're not, it's not polio. It's not going away. We have a 99.5% survival. What's the survival rate have to be before we worry that we don't have to vaccinate everybody anymore? By the way, kids are at 99.99 survival rate. Just let me give you a stat here in the remaining minutes before the bottom of the hour break. From August 2020 to August 2021, there's analysis that reveals there were 1,700 hospitalizations of patients below the age of 18. So essentially, let's just round up, 1,800 hospitalizations of patients under 18 in one year. So for the entire year, the year of COVID, there were 1,800 hospitalizations of kids. 1,800 hospitalized in the entire United States. There were a total of eight related deaths among those among those 1,800. Eight of the 1,800. For the entire year, kids 18 and under. Hello? Are you listening to this? This constitutes a 0.4% death rate among those admitted. Not among kids, among this, those admitted, and those who were admitted actually got out within two days, most of them. So, what is going on? The unvaccinated are killing kids? That's what Biden said the other night. The kids are contracting to 25% more or whatever it is. The survival rate from August 2020 to 2021 
is 99.999%. More kids died in swimming pool accidents than from COVID over the last year. Also in January, a study of the American Academy of Pediatrics suggested transmission of the virus in the school is extremely rare. Listen to this. The exam... 11, they examined 11 school districts, nearly 100,000 students, open for nine weeks in in-person instruction. Track and dairy and secondary transmissions within the school infections were extremely rare. Each case was independently adjudicated for community uh, local health departments. No instance of child-to-adult transmissions were ever reported in the school. What is going on? The unvaccinated are to be maligned. We've just divided America worse. Joe Biden is the most hateful, tyrannical president I ever remember in my lifetime. No president has ever stood up and said, hate your neighbor for not getting it. It's just unbelievable. Even if you believe that COVID kills 20% of the people, the answer isn't forced vaccinations. It's not. It's quarantining the sick and finding the right treatment for a virus that will be with us essentially forever. No vaccine. It's not going to eliminate this. Got to get over this, folks. We got to stop this government from doing something very bad that will end up very, very bad. People don't sit and get punched in the mouth, they retaliate. God help us. All right, perhaps we get a little bit more into this, but coming up, I got to talk about what's in the time capsule. Absurd. That's next. LeeBrothers.com. most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo Five O. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You missed the button. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol. The Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of tyrannical governments instituted among men. Makes you sick, doesn't it? The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host. My friend and my brother sitting to my left is Richard Lee, who's not here. I miss him greatly because this should be the only two-headed talk show outside of Richmond, and it's only one right now. Miss Richard uh, greatly. Hopefully, he'll be back next week recovering from his fall a couple weeks ago. I, uh, I I need to go back to this because at, at the break I was reviewing some things and and uh, we just got to get back. I I can't I still can't fathom the the travesty of this speech. It is the most disgusting. I, I really hope and pray that America wakes up and says, "Man, what else would he just mandate like this?" I mean, you're you're perfectly fine. You may like it, but I mean, until he wants to mandate something you don't like, this idea of the private sector employer mandate. There's this, I've always thought the worst threat to liberty was the alphabet soup of agencies this government's created at the federal level, which is an abuse of federalism. Madison was disgusted by it, if they could see it. It's just, it's literally outrageous. OSHA has been the biggest threat to hiring and regulation and lack of freedom that we have. That and the EPA, which is horrible. The EPA has destroyed farms, destroyed families, and destroyed people financially in every way uh you got atf you got all these people all this this alphabet soup crap is ridiculous 
It's actually unconstitutional. I wish we would uh, disband them all. But because every state has it. Every state has these own things. We don't need a federal occupational safety and health administration for the very reason we're seeing now. Biden has now empowered them. So it goes to all, they're going to go to all businesses that have 100 employees or more and compel them to force vaccinate all their employees or get a fine of $14,000 per violation. That, if you don't, if you think somehow that's right, even if you think COVID is just killing 100,000 people a day, it is wrong. That is not freedom. You don't just get rid of the Constitution because you've got a virus. Scary stuff. Actually, what I find interesting about this is how Biden doesn't care about corporations with less than 100 employees. How mean of him. What an unthoughtful jerk. What about those companies, Joe Biden, that have 50 employees? So they can have the unvaccinated? They can kill people? If you had a hair on your old butt and cared about people like you say, you'd, you'd mandate it across the board. Why 100? Seems arbitrary. Seems uncaring, quite frankly, because you don't think the virus can rip through a corporation with 90 people? It is Really? So 100 is the limit. Because really, COVID's at 99 or below, you're fine. But 100, uh, that's it. We're going ma- to have the OSHA swoop on you, $14,000 fine. If this doesn't get adjudicated and stopped right away, it should be, no matter what. Even if every employee's, I, I wouldn't even tell OSHA my, my uh, employee's status of vaccination. I say go pound sand, none of your business. There, there are people who are going to go to jail for this. There are going to be fights. There may be some things you don't want to see on the streets of America because of what Joe Biden's doing with OSHA. I would implore OSHA, if you work for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, quit. Or you're a little tyrant. You're going to run around and find families that may have corporations of 100 people. You're going to find them 14,000. You're going to sleep well at night. You can put your head on your pillow at night and go, I stopped them. Yes, sir. This is what government does. You know, when they were killing the Nazis in Germany, it wouldn't have been great if no one decided to do it. But if someone didn't shove them in those, those, those uh, showers and those furnaces, it would be interesting. What if they just stop? Stop enforcing stupidness. You mean to tell me, you know, whatever the government sends you in as your OSHA little dictator agent, you're going to do it? You're going to force that on people? I'm telling you, there's a storm coming, and it's bad. Very, very scary. But why 100 people? You see the irrational part of this? There's a reason they picked 100, because they thought it would be a burden for those last. So it's going to be a burden. You're going to hurt people. And by the way, we need employment now. We don't need to have corporations fire people. I guess this is the Democratic plan, right? Fire all the unvaccinated, get them on the government handout, then we can coerce them to do more things because we can hold money back and say, you're not going to get food for your family, not until you get the shot. And not this shot, but the booster shot too, and the other booster shot. And if we come out with another thing, that means we can, get, we can put in your arm, we're going to do that too. And by the way, for all you people who have migraine headaches, we've got, a, we got a, a vaccination for that too, and you have to take it. Because when you get migraines, you're mean and nasty to your neighbors. We need government to step in and force you to get a migraine vaccination so you're not mean. You have to go to work. Oh, you don't want, you don't, you'd rather fight the migraine? How dare you? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? There's, a, there's, it's very, very bad what is going on right now, and it's scary, and I wish somebody would see it. But somebody likes this. You know who likes this? You know who thinks this is great? 
Rachel Madcow thinks this is great, who, by the way, lied to all her audience the other day when she posted this. Patients overdosing on ivermectin backed up rural Oklahoma hospitals and ambulances. Not true. Never happened. Completely made up fake news. She posted, wait a minute, medical disinformation on her webpage. I'm sorry, that was a Twitter account. Oh, did Twitter let, did she get the check mark? Wait, she's got a green check mark. Did anything happen? No, of course not. She can lie and get away with it. And that's exactly what happened. So she's in favor of Joe Biden's forced vac- uh, vaccination status on the private sector. And the public sector, by the, by the way, that matter. I guess, what is it, 25% of the federal workforce is not vaccinated? It's going to fire them? I'll tell you, there are ramifications coming from this that you have no idea. And even if you're some leftist, radical, vaxxer puke, and I say that with love in my heart because I'm sure there's people I love that are good friends of mine who are you know, huge fans of, of forced vaccinations. <laughs> I mean, maybe you are, and I don't mean to insult you, but forced vaccinations, really, that's where you want to go? All right, so here's, here's another group of people that absolutely love this. And yes, I'm going to try to get to the Ralph Northam thing in a second. Dozens of college football games on TV this weekend and last weekend. 100,000 fans in stadiums and not one word about COVID risk or vaccines, writes somebody on Twitter. It's the latest example of how we don't take COVID seriously and sports media turning a blind eye to profit. Wow. You should see the comments from last week's football games. There is a group of people who are freaking out that stadiums were full of people. Now, Let's just walk through this, for example. The football stadium opens its doors. They play a football game. They don't force, compel, punish, or push people into that stadium. People have a right to go in that stadium. It's called freedom and liberty. And somebody doesn't like it. What they're saying is the government should step in and keep you, if you want to go to the football game, from not going. Why? Because there's a virus that has a 99% survival rate. And we can't, we can't let you go into a stadium because government knows better than you do. Now, if you decide to go there on your own, it's not allowed. You see, it used to be allowed. Washington let it happen because we don't quarantine healthy people. But here's a whole list of the people on Twitter who chimed in. Listen to this. The one guy said it's ridiculous that they did this, and here come all the comments. It's all over the country. I see very few masks going on. When, where I'm from, large crowds at fairs and in stores, no one is masked. Can they all be Republicans, he says? No one is masked. My suggestion to people like this is don't go outside. You stay home. You quarantine. While watching the Wisconsin-Penn State game, I couldn't stop thinking about how many people are going to die in the coming weeks because of COVID. The stats are on the side that no one's going to die. And by the way, don't the people who in the, go in there know that? don't they? Listen to this one. We're in Los Angeles, part of LA County, where where are masking for all indoor and outdoor large events. I'm horrified to glance at the UCLA Rose Bowl game last night. No mask, none. Packed like sardines. Shame on the city of Pasadena who has has its own mandate. You see, I want government to force things. I think government should force masks. Who are these people? They're sick individual. By the way, who believes masks work? What happened to these people? If you looked at the way, if, if you had 100,000 people in a stadium that all had COVID, would you be comfortable if they're all wearing masks? 
Of course not, because they have COVID. And you wouldn't think it was protecting you, but somehow you think masks work. Uh, it's outrageous. There's more in this. Listen to this. Last night, I turned the TV. I couldn't stop myself from punching holes in the wall. I was filled with so much rage by people going to the game. Nice. Liberals aren't angry people. Who does that? Who watches a game of people having joy in a, in a life and living life to the fullest gets mad and punches holes in the wall? That person ought to be in some kind of shelter or at least taking their vote away. Um, I just don't understand why or how people can be so stupid. Even if vaxxed, they're still at risk. What? This person thinks even if you're vaxxed, you should stay at home and never go to another game. What? These people don't want to live their life. There's got to be a risk-reward balance, isn't there? Is the left this crazy? Don't they want life back? I mean, even if there is a risk of 2%, you take risks like that in everything all the time. I think most Americans are saying, look, I know there's a risk, but I want to live, man. I just want to live my life, and I don't want to be stuck at home being lectured by a president who wants to put a needle in my arm even if I don't want it. Then there's this, this final one. Quote, this is also the reason that American-style capitalism is not a good system worthy of replicating. I live in a democratic socialist country, and we have our issues, many of which are attributed to our proximity to the U.S., but we built in protections for individuals, unquote. Yikes. Wow. See what COVID is? COVID isn't about COVID. It's about big government. It's about restricting your freedoms. They just said it right there. It's about limiting you. You can't be trusted on your own, Scott. There's unvaccinated people, and we have to fix that. Get vaccinated. What, Joe? Get vaccinated. Wait, say that again? Get vaccinated. How could I be the president of the United States of America? I don't know, and it's quite scary that you are. All right, coming up, Ralph Northam's scary, too. Wait till you hear what's inside these stupid time capsules. God help us all please. Hey, check us out. LeeBrothers.com to LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 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 and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. So, um, don't you wish we had three hours again? The old days of the Lee Brothers were on for three hours, and it was 
spectacular. And there's so many things I'm not going to be able to get to in this show, and unfortunately, uh, it's just a time crunch, and that's the way it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll be back next week and have some more fun. All right, so here's the deal. We ripped down the Lee Monument here in, uh, in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Robert E. Lee was um, a uniter. He's the one who helped the country get back together after the Civil War. Um, and, and just about every level you can look at, the man had impeccable character. Um, he's a Christian. Uh, was he right on everything? No. Who is? But I can understand how someone might think he fought on the wrong side, and so they make a big deal about it. The problem with that is if if you are worried about a statue and you think this is the answer in a, to your woes, uh, you probably should look in the mirror. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous that uh, they think this has solved everything. So we ripped the statue down. Good, it's gone. Super. Back to normal, right? Everything's going to be great now. I mean, no more racism. And the statue was a symbol of racism. It wasn't a symbol of racism, but somebody was told them it was. I doubt anybody who really knew until they said, you know, that's Robert E. Lee was on the side of the cell. What? I don't know. Okay. So anyway, so they, uh, apparently we had a uh, time capsule in, underneath uh, the Lee Monument that was there since 1887. My understanding is we haven't found that capsule yet. I think they're digging for it, trying to find it, but that didn't stop Ralph Northam from announcing a new time capsule. I'm going to stick it in the Lee Monument's uh, foundation before we put the next uh, statue of somebody up there that, you know, was perfect. Perfect. And by the way, if they're not perfect, we need to rip it down. So they're going to put up a statue of Jesus Christ because he was the only perfect man. But he's so offensive, Scott. We would have to rip that down. So, anyway. So, um... Ralph Northam says, this monument as time capsule reflected Virginia in 1890. It's time to remove both so that our public spaces better reflect who we are as people. It has no difference. Robert E. Lee's statue was up last week. It's down this week. Are the people changed? Come on. This is, this is childish. Anyway, artifacts for the new capsule were suggested by members of the public. Really? Did you get to vote on it? Yeah, me either. Uh, narrowed to 39 final choices by a committee that included historians from the Richmond uh, area and Ralph Northam's cabinet. His cabinet was uh, responsible for this. Who are these people that were on this? Uh, let's see, the coordinator for the Black History Museum. We have the deputy chief diversity officer. We have the chief diversity officer. We have Jennifer McClellan, the state senator, who is uh, pretty much the most uh, anti-American, and, uh, and I think she's a racist into herself. Um, so these are the kind of people that are on this. 39 artifacts are intended to reflect the cultural movement in Virginia and the nation's history. Remember that. The 39 artifacts we're putting in this new time capsule that will someone will open up 100 years from now are going to reflect the cultural movement in Virginia and the nation's history. Okay? Goes on to say, protests for racial justice sparked by the death of George Floyd led to the removal of the statues originally placed to memorize those who fought for enslaved humans that's not entirely true the artifacts are a snapshot of the moment in time so the it's a snapshot right i thought it was about nation's history but anyway here's what's included in this time capsule a vaccination card (laughs) Uh, these people are unbelievable a photo of the black ballerina in front of the statue the black lives matter sticker a face mask that is so perfect. That is exactly what our culture is today. It's a face mask. It is the 
it's the vaccination, it's Black Lives Matter, and it's all a pile of garbage. And I can't wait to see what happens in 100 years when we open this thing up. Of course, I'm not going to be here, but I imagine when people open up and go, what in the name of Sam Hill is wrong then? No wonder the country failed. So this new time capsule, Virginia is the... uh, 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 wants to put in there that the old time capsule only represented stories and experiences of a small segment of society. But the new time capsule that Ralph Northam is for, Ralph Northam is for. You are being selfish. (laughs) Yeah, right. Thank you, Ralphie. Uh, Selected, were chosen to tell the stories of courageous groups who fought a more equitable, diverse, and inclusive society. What, like the 600,000 dead soldiers in the Civil War? Those? Oh, no, no, not those. Uh, and honestly betraying the work that still remains. So here's, I just want to go through in the remaining minutes here, some of the list of these things that are in there. There's the ballerina at the Lee statue photo that was taken on June 5th that was captured by this guy named Marcus Ingram. So they stuck this photo in there. I don't really know what people would think when they open that up and see that. Okay, fine. An expired vial of a COVID-19 vaccine and a vaccination card. They probably should not put the vaccine in there. Someone would probably take that in 100 years open. What's this thing do? Um... A collection of Michael Paul Williams prize-winning columns on the Monument Avenue. Are you freaking kidding me? That guy is about as whacked as it comes. In fact, I have an article here from him. You want my time to get to this? I'll just just say this. Here's what it says. The ideology that erected the statue looms large in Richmond and beyond, even though we ripped down it. You can see in the attempts to keep black people from voting in places like George and Texas. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie. That's not happening. And white supremacist attack on January 6th insurrection, which wasn't any, it had nothing to do with white supremacy. It's, uh, it's really, anyway, that's Michael Paul Williams. We got to have his articles in the time capsule. Thank you, Ralph Northam and team. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's a joke, a total joke. All right, you want more? The General Assembly's acts um, uh, in the 2020 special session. Now, Jennifer McClellan put that in there because you know how critical it is. They got rid of the death penalty. They got rid of ID voting. They got rid of all those things. So that's got to be in there. I mean, people in 100 years are going to look back and go, why would you get rid of voter ID? Why would you get rid of the death penalty? Why would you do those things? That looks great upon us. Here's what's else in there. A pride pen and sticker. Pride, you know, the gay lesbian um, thing. Yeah, you got to have that in there. That's exactly what you want people to think about 100 years from now. Oh, the Virginia was all about gay people and, and, and lesbians and uh, transgenders and all that. And there's a uh, ratify the ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, pins in there. I thought this was hilarious because what? I mean, it wasn't ratified. It's not going to be ratified. It's not part of the Constitution. It's, it's like putting in whatever you want. It's just made up stuff. That's hilarious. Uh, you got this. Um, a Monument Avenue hip-hop album. Hip-hop. An album? They don't have iTunes in 100 years. You could just put a note in there. Listen to Monument Avenue hip-hop. Uh, here's interesting. Danville Public School's First Lady face mask. So, the First Lady Pam Northam, she has a face mask that she wears in the Danville Public School. We're going to put a used face mask in the time capsule. This is the worshiping of the lapel pin. 
That's what this is. This is the this is the uh, theater. This is the uh, whole idea of just doing it because it looks good. Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. <laughs> I wear a mask to make other people feel safer. That's why you wear it. You make people feel self. It's not doesn't do it. It feels better, don't you see? And we ought to put the mask in the time capsule. God help us from all this. This is what our culture is like now. Completely woke, ridiculous. They put that in the time capsule in Virginia. Yes, I'm with you. Slightly embarrassed. It's just, it's hideous, but that's the way the left has won. The left has won. Now it's completely fine to mandate all these things. And now we have a time capsule that explains it all when they get in 100 years. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. Mojo 5 The question isn't, who is going to let us? The question is, who's going to stop us? Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers. And that is a, uh, a wrap of the radio program. But before we go, I, I really wanted to talk about September 11th again. It is the, the turning point that made the Lee Brothers radio program possible because it changed how we thought about so many things. And uh, really, I think what, what I want you to understand is the impact that that still has on so many people. And so as we, uh, as we end here on this show, I wanted to share this final note with you as it hits the Lee brothers personally. After Flight 77 hit the Pentagon on 9-11, a chaplain who happened to be assigned to the Pentagon told of an incident. A daycare facility inside the Pentagon had many children, including infants who were in heavy cribs. The daycare supervisor, looking at all the children there needed to evacuate, was in panic. There was no time to try to bundle them in the carriers and strollers. Just then a young Marine came running in the center and asked what they needed. After hearing, he ran away. The director thought, well, I guess we're on our own. About two minutes later, the Marine showed up with 40 others in tow. Each of them grabbed a crib with a child and rested, started gathering up toddlers. The director and her staff to help them take the children out of the center and down toward the park near the Potomac. Once they got there, about three-quarters of a mile outside the building, the Marines stopped in a park and did a fabulous thing. They formed a circle with cribs, which was quite sturdy and heavy, like the covered wagons of the Old West. Inside the circle of cribs, they put toddlers to keep them from wandering out. 
Outside the circle were 40 Marines formed a perimeter around the children waiting for instructions. They remained there, and the parents could be notified and come get their children. An amazing story of what happened on the Pentagon on September 11th. God bless you. God bless those who were involved in the effects of 9-11, and God bless America. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.